Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to Undercover Lover, the unofficial podcast of Love Island 2019 with me, Harriet Minter. This is the podcast for you if you wish you didn't know what the phrase do bits means, but you definitely do. Each week we pull a Love Island fan for a quick chat and get them to overanalyze, complicate and spend too much time on the issues that have arisen this week. It's just like being in the villa. This week's new girl is author and journalist Kate Lever. Kate, welcome back to Undercover Undercover Lover. I couldn't even say it then. Welcome back to Undercover Lover. <laughs> How are you? I'm well, thank you for having me. How are you? <laughs> Good, thank you. So last year, I actually forced you to get into Love Island so that I could have you on the show. For the very first time. For the very first time. How is this year's show comparing? Well, I thought it was a little dull, to be honest. Like, I was really waiting for some drama to start happening, but I think it finally is. So yeah, I'm it's up this week. Yeah, it really has. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about the main reason that it has picked up this week a lot, <laughs> I feel. Um, but the other thing that I really wanted to talk to you about is friendship in the villa, because obviously you wrote the book, The Friendship Cure, so you are yes. the expert. And the thing that I had noticed this week that feels really interesting to me is there's a lot of chat about making friends as well as finding love. Yeah, it seems to be the kind of unspoken second objective of, yeah. of being in the Love Island villa, which I think is really mm. interesting because I kind of hope that, that they'll make friends in there. A little bit because Megan uh, Barton Hansen last year said she had no female friends when she went in and kind of was able to make them and that made me quite pleased. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know, maybe, I mean, the refrain that we used to get all the time on reality television was, I'm not here to make friends. But certainly that seems to have changed. Oh, that's such a good point because I was, oh, you've completely changed my thinking on it now, Kate. Okay. <laughs> a bit confused by the whole thing I was like girls you know I mean we are talking about the girls here because the boys have just done that boy thing where they're like we're in the same space we'll talk about football and get on yeah yeah um but the girls are really are really focused on making friends at one point Anna said you know I've made lifelong friends in here I was like Anna you've been for a week I know. I think that's just one of the signs yet again that they've truly lost their minds. They just have no perspective whatsoever. And I think if any of us had been in there a week, we'd probably also feel as though we'd been in there for an age and just lose track of everything and what matters in the world and life. 
and start declaring true love and true friendship for life. It's mad. Do you, do you think friendship is a bit like love in that sometimes it's intense situations that foster it rather than long term? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think vulnerability is one of the quickest shortcuts to intimacy of any kind. Yeah. And I think these people are essentially feeling very vulnerable. They're very um, sort of, they're going through these intense emotions that are just made even more intense by the fact that they're literally locked into a villa. Yeah. It happens to be a very nice villa, <laughs> but nonetheless, they're not leaving the premises. Um, so it's got this kind of big brother vibe to it. Um, and they know they're always televised and they know that people are saying awful things about them on the outside. And I think it's this also they have no books to read and no Twitter to go on and no outside influences whatsoever. So yeah. they have only their dynamics between them as human beings to focus on. Um, and I think, yeah, that definitely fosters friendship in a way that, that would take much longer on the outside. Mm. So this week's show sort of ended with, I felt the girls almost trying to bully Lucy into being friends with them, um, but she just wasn't interested. Here's a little clip. So what do you guys think about um, Amy being weird about my, behind my back today? She was? She what do you think about that? Her? Yeah, she was. She was doing what? You guys told me. About she what? said um, she thinks it's weird today that I went to the gym and didn't come talk to you guys about drama. No, I think she, she was just trying to... No, it wasn't behind her back. I think it was, it was just, just more of like a, oh, I, like you're not spending enough time with us and we just feel like you're a little bit like more reserved yeah because that's all yeah because it's because i hang out with guys when i'm at home <laughs> you're not used to girls. girls yeah but we want to hang around with you yeah like, for sure and you know what girls guys will never be there for you like girls will be i'll tell you that now mm -hmm. babe. i disagree yeah i disagree what? my best yeah. friend was a boy i've never had a girlfriend never really? all guys Why? always Girls are drama. They like to just pump up it, make it worse, make it really bad, make it out worse than it is, and it's not. When you go to a guy for guy's advice, he's straight to the point and says it how it is. This isn't just like only for like relationships and love. I found like amazing friendships here. Do you know what I mean? And I want you to experience that We're as well. We're so close. Do you know what I mean? We're like obviously, want because you to be involved. I'll tell you now though. I like think I us, am. huh? Do you? Yeah. yeah. That's what I don't get. I just feel like you could be more involved. I don't like it with girls. That's just what it is. Yeah. If you weren't loved by everyone and people didn't want to spend time with you, no one would give a shit. Yeah, exactly. So, Kate, in that clip, Lucy talks about being, quotes, more of a guy's girl. Yeah. What do you think about this concept of being a girl's girl or a guy's girl? I actually wrote about it in my column on Metro this week because um, Lucy said that when she first went into the house, when she was introducing herself to the nation, she said she was more of a guy's girl than a girl's girl, basically for the reason that there is less drama when you're friends with guys. Yeah. Um, and, you know, potentially she's been proven right based on this week's events and the way the girls have been treating her. Um, I tend to think that when people when women declare themselves as a guy's girl it usually alarms me and makes me a bit sad um, because I tend to include it in the same category as a man saying you're not like other girls it's kind of a woman hating statement it's a way of mm. reinforcing the stereotypes that we attach to the experience of being female but not applying it to yourself because Lucy's been perfectly happy to cause all sorts of drama while she's been in the villa when she was trying to choose between Tommy and Joe 
um, but she just is doesn't seem to be down for any kind of female centric drama. Um, that is such that a said, good point. Yeah, I, it's um, weird. Mm. That I said, I did about that because I forgot that Lucy created all that drama. Yeah, with she was the first. She was the first one to create the great big sort of love triangle of Love Island this year. Of course, and this statement about. I'm not a guy's girl being internalized misogyny. I actually read your column and I hadn't thought about it until I read that. And it really, because I had the similar thing, which is when everyone says I'm a guy's girl, I'm like, slightly roll my eyes. I'm like, (laughs) come see me when he's dumped you for the 250th time. But um, there is, I hadn't really realized the internalized misogyny within that, which is this idea that somehow it's, being a girl's girl is about being all those things that we sort of negatively associate with women. So it's about mm. being a bit silly and a bit creating drama and not doing things, talking about things. Um, and I, when I, cause when I see Lucy, like part of the thing that I thought about is that maybe she doesn't want to be friends with the girls because the girls kind of sit around and talk all day and she wants to go to the gym and uh, you know, jump in the pool and just be a bit more active. Um, now I've just said that out loud I'm like oh my god Harriet that is some serious internalized misogyny on my own behalf (laughs) yeah I mean I think it's I I just have a problem when people try and distance themselves from all the rest of the people uh who share their gender um I I feel like it's her way of saying kind of I'm sexier than your average girl because I I don't go, I don't, I'm not going to take you guys through all the usual palaver that other women do. You know, I've got no drama, no hysteria, I've got no emotions, so I'm just a cool girl who likes to hang with the guys. And I just feel like it's a bit of a facade. Um, I find it very it, difficult to speak against Lucy because she looks weirdly like my sister. Oh. <laughs> so I feel for her a little bit. <laughs> but I do generally take that stance on, on the, the phrase, I'm a guy's girl. It kind of is a red flag for me. Yeah. Mm. So there's, there is another kind of triangle going on in the villa right now, which is not a love triangle. It's a friendship triangle, which is Amy, Lucy and the rest of the villa. Um, what do you think about this Amy, Lucy friendship gone wrong? Um, I think they're fighting over absolutely nothing at all, to be honest, which is again, what I think happens when you're in a contained uh, premises and you're given only your relationships to focus on. Because I think they had a confrontation last night where they, you know, Lucy was crying and they were on the bed outside. And they just didn't actually have anything of substance to say to one another because there isn't any real beef there. Drama that's stirred out of boredom and having nothing else to do, to be honest. One thing I did think was interesting was, I'm really sorry, I can hear my dog snoring really loudly in the background, so... Apologies if anyone can hear that and is wondering what it is. It's my dog um, having her morning nap. Um, uh, one of the things that I thought was interesting about this was it felt like a very um, a kind of problem you definitely have in your early to mid-20s, which is when your friend gets a boyfriend and suddenly you never see them and you feel really like that's it, that's the end of your friendship. And... Amy said something that was really interesting to me. She said, oh, um, I feel like you don't need me anymore. Mm. And I definitely felt like that about some of my female friendships when I was younger. 
and suddenly the person that you spoke to every night on the phone because there was always something they had to talk to you about or the person that came to you with all of their problems suddenly has somebody else to go to with their problems yeah somebody else to talk to on the phone every single night and then as you get older what happens is your friends get married and you kind of go oh this person is not going away now (laughs) so (laughs) we have to adjust our friendship accordingly um and you sort of learn that actually it's not necessarily about you and it's also not a permanent state of being that they're just a bit infatuated and a bit in love and they'll sort of get over it and I wanted to kind of take Amy aside and just be like this is not a big deal let it go yeah well I think Lucy's priority is definitely Joe and Amy is sensing that um but I don't think it's necessarily fair to criticize her for it because I think Amy is absolutely there for Curtis you know he's her number one yeah I think you're right I think she just needs to wait it out a couple of days which is the equivalent to a couple of months (laughs) (laughs) Um, real world Um, you're absolutely right they've got to find a way to get on as a group unfortunately I think Joe's a bit of a snake Um, so I don't necessarily endorse Amy necessarily getting close to him I think so can I give you, oh, this is only like a side point. I think Joe is a bit of a snake. And I also, I am beginning to have doubts about Curtis. Ooh, are you? I doubts am. about his loveliness because he comes across very well. He does come across, he comes across too well, Kate. This is my problem. Um, don't trust it. Yep, yep, yep. I don't trust it. I feel like he's gone in with a, you know, he's a performer. He knows how to perform. And I feel yeah. like he's created the perfect boyfriend character. And then he's gone, who is the most inoffensively nice person in the villa that I could couple up with? Looks like it's yeah. Amy. Didn't realise she was going to turn, into be, turn out to be a bit of a bitch. <laughs> um, so couples up with Amy. And then he's gone, how do I win this? I win this by being the mum and dad of the villa. So I'm going to make yeah, us the yeah. mum and dad of the villa. Yeah. I mean, it's a very plausible version of events that are going on right now. He's got his <laughs> eye on 50k and he's just going to hang in there with the, his original couple. Yeah, Danny of 2019. Like, um, I they've very quickly. Yeah, yeah, and he has played it pitch perfectly for someone who hasn't had a boyfriend before. Yeah, saying all the right things. Yeah, which is either you know genuine and he's a delight, or as you say, a total act. In which case, he's an evil genius. One of my favourite ever books, if you're going through a breakup and you just feel like the world's ending and you can never love again, is a book called Mr. Unavailable and the Fallback Girl, written by a brilliant podcaster called Natalie Liu. And um, in it, she talks about this concept of fast forwarding, which is when essentially you're with somebody and then within a week they're like, let's move in together. I really want to have your babies. I can't wait until we're married and our honeymoon is in Italy. (laughs) And then sort of six weeks later, they suddenly disappear. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like Curtis is a fast forwarder. Yeah, you might be right there. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, maybe he'll keep the act up until they win the money and mm. then go and it'll fall apart. I hope He'll run up with Tommy into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the point that we are both dying to talk about because it's I mean, this is possibly my favourite islander ever who has come into the villa. I mean, and that's, she has strong competition from Olivia Atwood, who I will love till I die. Um, (laughs) Maura. 
Yeah, I know. Oh my God. <laughs> I, the producers are absolute geniuses for sending her in right now. Even the wink as she was coming into the household was like just perfect. <laughs> She's horrific. She's an absolute nightmare, like in terms of picturing a woman going on a a date with your boyfriend or feeding them yeah. a banana or whatever it was that he, she did with Michael but she's just a goddess as well like I, I love to hate her and hate to love her at the same time and the accent and the lips and just and the swagger I mean she's got it going on I love it <laughs> so before Maura went into the villa she act, uh, the boys were all talking about going on their dates and it actually provided me with one of my favourite moments which is Tommy showing us exactly what not to do before you go on a oh. date with somebody who is not your potential partner what are you going to wear? can I plan your outfit? the boys should um, plan your outfit Tommy can you do my eyebrows? I'm not doing your fucking eyebrows why? Do you just go on a date with someone else? That's a pretty bad question, that one. Yeah. Sorry. Can you do my eyebrows for me to impress another no, girl? No, oh, they, yeah, no, but sure. they do need doing, though, innit? That can wait. So you can leave me go home and I'm on a bar. Yeah! <laughs> so that's Tommy asking Molly to sort out his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that he was as sure of his relationship with Molly before Maura walked in as he made out he was? Um... I think Tommy doesn't know where his head or his heart is at. I mean, I mean, he's was, had a lot of punches to the head. He might not even know where he is. Yeah, absolutely. That's very true. But it was less than a fortnight ago that he was saying to Lucy that he would crawl to the moon and back for her. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he goes really, really big on the love talk very, very quickly. <laughs> um, and he was besotted with Lucy and, you know, saying all these grand things to her. And then, and now there's like absolutely no chemistry between those two, and it's like they're brother and sister when they chat to each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think his affections come and go very quickly. I think when he got into the hot tub with Molly May, it it took less than ten seconds for his head to turn, as they say, and he was fully in Molly May camp from that moment onwards. Um, but then, you know, I sort of agree with him that she hasn't made it very clear that she's into that relationship. And, you know, she has been ready to talk to any other guy who's come in. I mean, she was ready to talk to Danny when he came in. Yeah. I was very upset about because my favourite person in the villa is Yolande and she deserves to have Danny, even if I think he's a bit weird looking. <laughs> but I don't know. I think Tommy is just very fickle with his affections, to be honest. And I think maybe he's not you. I don't know what his life is usually like, but it seems like he's just not used to being surrounded by quite so many mega babes and he's spinning yeah. out a little bit and just declaring love for whoever happens to be closest to him at the time <laughs> it's, it's a madness in fairness to tommy i would declare my love to Mora if she was close to me too <laughs> i am a straight woman i just she is a she is like an old-fashioned sex bomb she is, although I'm not sure how many old-fashioned sex bombs use the word fanny flutters on national television. <laughs> <laughs> so I really want to talk about this because this is one of the things that I absolutely adore about her is she is really open about her sexuality. Mm. So, you, I mean, within two minutes of arriving in the villa, she was telling Elmer that she wished that Tommy was eating her rather than dinner. Um. I you know, she said really openly to Tommy, you give me fanny flutters, which I feel is like... I could not believe that. Has ever said that to a man. 
I know she, I mean, I, I was, I thought it was enough when she said it about Tommy, but to say it to Tommy, we just took it to the next level. She said it so casually as well. I was in awe. I know. I mean, we, we have to admire her. You, you I, have to. I do. I really admire I really feel like, and I, I want to point out a difference between her and Megan from last year. So I really feel with Maura, and maybe I will be proved wrong, but I really feel with Maura that she really owns her own sexuality Mm, it does seem that way so she really revels in it she really enjoys it she is not the thing that's really interesting about her which is she is such a performer but the performance doesn't feel forced Mm. whereas with Megan last year who is a woman who is very much a kind of I guess kind of sexual pin-up she was everything a very stereotypically sexy woman looks like and behaves like and it felt very performance-based and I really think there's a, a kind of interesting thing for me about for women generally which is around how much of our own sexuality we learn from what we see um, and I like have a whole other rant about how terrifying this is for the younger generation learning that from porn um, yeah but I think you know we are taught what it is to be sexy and then we go and perform it and with Maura, I feel like she has learned that, but it also really is quite innate in her, so she gets to play mm. around with it. Yeah. I'd say there's a possible difference between Maura and Megan also in the fact that I think Megan felt as though she was quite recently attractive. Like mm. she had, as we know, done a, had a lot of work done and paid a lot of money to look the way yeah. she does. And so it was kind of like this big transformation where I felt she had to have a certain performance, a performative level of sexuality and sensuality to go with the way she looked. Whereas I feel like Maura might have been that level babe for longer. She seems like someone who is reveling in her level of attractiveness and she knows that it's, she knows what she looks like. She knows the effect she has on men and she's been enjoying it for a really long time. She seems like a practiced hot person. She is a practice hot person. Although I feel like we need to point out, not a naturally hot person with those. No, lips. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Racking me up. It's like she doesn't even want to look at them when she applies her lip liner. She's just like, where do I think they might be on my face? Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you think that that kind of level of kind of owning her own, owning her own sexuality, but also just owning what she wants and just going after it, has that intimidated the other women in the villa? Yes, I think so. I think, I mean, I think sending the two girls, Maura and Elmer, in right now has yeah. really shaken things up as intended. Um, but I think the women have picked Maura out specifically as someone to uh, be intimidated by. I think their reaction is classic intimidation. Yeah. Um, they're not really sure what to do with her because, like Amber was saying, she finds it difficult to express her emotions. Molly May finds it difficult to tell mm -hmm. Tommy how she feels. A lot of the others, despite being, you know, walking around in a bikini and looking the yeah. way they do, um, they're sort of a little bit less forward and less sure of how they feel and what they want to say to each other. Whereas mm -hmm. Maura has just strutted in and what a strut it was. Um, and, and she's just saying what she wants. And it's a totally different game strategy to everyone else in in the villa and I think yeah intimidation is the correct word for it. I find it really interesting because I spend a lot of time going and working with women and doing kind of coaching or facilitator work which is about helping them express what they want. So helping them just know what it is they want and then ask for it whether that is a pay rise or somebody they're attracted to or you know getting what they want at home whatever it is. And it's really not something that is innate for us. Like women mm. really, really hard. Yeah. And I think part of the, the problem is that when we meet somebody like Maura, who is just blatant about it, there's a, a bit of envy within mm -hmm. us, which is like, well, why does she get to do that? And I don't get to do that. And, you know, my response to that is, well, you, everyone gets to do that. You just have to kind of have the chutzpah to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also know that you might not get it. Because the thing that's interesting to me about the Mora situation is, I don't, I mean, for a while there, I think Tommy was so completely knocked out that he was a definite yes in her camp. But hmm. I don't know if long-term he is, because I think she might actually be too much too for much him. him. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to feel that too. Because I, I really do think in the last, from the last episode that he is leaning towards going with Molly May. Yeah. And that's so interesting to me because Molly May is like, so this is for me the fundamental difference between Maura and the rest of the, I'm going to use the word females, females in that villa, which is that they're in the nice, and I say this with the nice possible way, they are girls and Maura is a woman. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've nailed it. And part of being a girl is that you feel like you can't just come out and say what you want, so you play games. Yeah, yep, yep, you yep, yep. Up against each other, you try and make yourself the queen bee of the villa. You know, you don't commit to anything in case you can't get it, and that's very much what Molly May has done. So mm. she used the fact that she was wanted by all the men to try and kind of. I guess boost her own social status. Yep, yep. And make herself the kind of the centre of attention in that villa. And Maura didn't have to do that. She just came in and she was the centre. And I also feel like she doesn't care if she's not the centre. Yeah, she, and I also feel like she doesn't care if she goes home. 
Yeah. Laura has put all her eggs in one basket. She's gone, there is one guy and one guy only I want in this villa. And you know what? If I don't get him, I'm going home. Yeah. I think she'll be shocked if she gets sent home because I don't think she's the type of person who deals well with rejection. Yeah. But she really has just gone for it all out, which no one else has done. No one else has committed to one person. Yeah. I mean, Amy and Curtis, sure, but there there wasn't really any high risk there. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that because she's really, in this case, Maura becomes a beautiful example of this thing that kind of Instagram and life coaches love to talk about, which is wanting something without being attached to the outcome. Yeah. You know, she wants Tommy. She wants him and she's really clear on that. And if that means that she is hated by everyone else, she doesn't care. If it means that she potentially risks being British out of her, she doesn't care. Um, and if that means that she doesn't get him, well, that's okay because what she wants is to be clear about what she wants and go after it. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. I love her. I can't, I actually yeah, can't wait for her same. to get to the villa. I'm going to just email her and be like, look, Maura, I think we need to write a life skills book together. Let's talk. <laughs> I would read that. <laughs> uh, okay. We, uh, we always want to know what you think about this. If you also are team Maura. Actually, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, I oh, know I'm going to talk about this in another section. Talk about that later. If you're also team Maura, obviously come and tell us. You can tweet me at Harriet Minter. And we love that because we've got a text. I've got a text. Or a WhatsApp message or a tweet or an Insta DM. Any way of getting in touch with us. Um, so my tweet that I wanted to talk about that I nearly talked about then we're going to talk about now uh, comes from Stephanie Abola and she says Maura is BDE big dick energy <laughs> you remember, was it earlier this year or last year when everyone was talking about big dick energy Maura yeah, I remember is the it. person that embodies that I think do you agree oh yeah definitely yeah. absolutely it's only a matter of time before memes come out about her i'm sure they already have on twitter um and then the other thing and pretty much the only thing that was being talked about in my whatsapp group this week is what happened to sharif oh thank god i was hoping you were going to bring it up because i need to talk about it it's all i want to talk about it's all i want to think about this week i'm just i what did he do what did he do to get kicked out of the villa i, I, I just can't so die miserable. without knowing you had a twitter poll going about yeah <laughs> yeah which i mean i felt bad about afterwards because i thought <laughs> i was starting to think that maybe all the speculation was not so great for sharif but yeah. i did speculate and i did do a twitter poll um listing the four top reasons um that he would have been kicked out of the villa and i think <laughs> Um, 50% believe that he masturbated because masturbation is, of course, against the villa rules. So, as is nudity. How can masturbation be against the villa rules? Well, I think it's really interesting because what are they saying about the difference between sex and masturbation? Because sex yeah. is fine in the villa as long as it's protective sex. Yeah. Um, but masturbation is a no-no, which I think is really interesting. Are they saying that masturbation is kind of worse on the scale of sex stuff? And also just like, I feel like you're looking a lot of very young, attractive people up together. And I get that there's maybe a bit of wanting to stir up some kind of sexual needle stuff, but this just feels like, it feels like a very strange way to do it. And also, quite frankly, a denial of the fact that as humans, we all have needs. Yes. If those needs are not being met by someone else, sometimes you have to meet those needs yourself. Yep. And two months is a long time. 
yeah it really is yeah what do you think so after the after the idea that he masturbated in the hot tub came out then it was followed up by something that somebody has now said is fake which was a kind of dm a screenshot from a dm message between him and a mate saying that it was because he had anton had hit on anna sharifa got upset about it and he'd punched anton do you think yeah i think well i think it's a very good prank uh because Mm -hmm. it's very plausible because i think they wouldn't tolerate uh, physical violence yeah. but I think if that had happened I don't think it warrants the level of cover-up that we've had I mean yeah. these producers are refusing to let us know why Sharif left the villa and I think they'll probably continue to refuse and try and keep it a secret as much as secrets can be kept in show business um, do you think it's a good thing that they're trying to keep it a secret I'm so conflicted because my first instinct was to be cynical about it and to think um, that they were keeping it a secret, one, for the reason of stirring drama and getting people to watch the show, even though they didn't really refer to it on the show itself, and two, to protect the show because I thought maybe it was so bad uh, that that people would call for the show to be cancelled and they were trying to protect themselves and their ratings and their profits. Um, But now I've had to think about it and I wonder... You know, they have said that they're taking their duty of care uh, more seriously this year. And I wonder if it was something sort of so bad or so embarrassing um, that they are actually trying to protect Sharif by not telling people what he did. I mean, he's he's being followed around with, he went home to his mum and he's got security given to him by ITV. Um, they, they seem to be taking it quite seriously. I mean, my imagination is not good enough. I don't, I can't understand what he could have done um, <laughs> that levels this, that, you know, that warrants this level of security and secrecy. But, you know, I'm trying to be a little less cynical about the producers and think that maybe they have his interests at heart. I really, truly can't decide. I am also really conflicted on this and I was on the side of thinking that producers were not helping him because I sort of feel by not saying what it is then the rumors just get bigger and bigger but then I also suppose that they die out quicker they may do I mean we've we've got more now we've got other stuff to talk about people are already moving on from the speculation yeah and you get bored when you I mean you get bored when you can't think of any more options for what he could have done my favorite is that he he pooed on someone's pillow in a prank that went wrong (laughs) (laughs) i kind of hope that's true (laughs) oh my god i don't uh if anyone knows what happened to sharif tell us come and tell us please put us out of our misery so it is time the time of the week where we talk about our heroes and villains of the week It's actually quite hard this week, I think, it to pick people. I felt like nobody had really, um, sh- nobody done anything really brilliant this week, quite frankly. But they've <laughs> been truly terrible. Who are you picking, Kate? Um, I'm going to cheat and use the same person for both hero and villain. <laughs> I'm going to make my hero slash villain Mora. Um, because I haven't decided truly whether she's heroic or villainous yet. Um, and I think she rather fabulously straddles both categories. Um, so for her, for her fabulous. outrageous sexuality and her <laughs> declaring what she wants and going after someone else's man, I have to put her in both camps. And I love that we finally have a woman that can sit in both camps. Absolutely. So, you know, here's 
like the trope of women throughout every piece of and not that I'm saying the Love Island is fictionalized <clears throat> but it's like <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know throughout fiction women have either been delightful sweet virginal good girls or evil aggressive intimidating hags and yeah. here is Maura finally finally a well-rounded <laughs> character in the form of a crazy Irish woman on Love Island who knew yeah, that I love it <laughs> Uh, my heroes of the week I am actually going to give a shout out to whoever designed the set this year as my hero because mm -hmm. the lighting on that set is beautiful yeah yeah it is when I finally get my house with a garden I want them to come and do the lighting in my garden it's stunning uh, so they get my hero shout out for the week and my villain for the week I was going to go with the producers for not telling us what really yeah. happened with Sharif but you might have convinced me that that's a good move now. Overall, though, I think we can always say the producers are the villains of the piece. So I think <laughs> this week. <laughs> Kate, thank you so much for talking all things Love Island with me. My pleasure, anytime. Um, if people want to come and talk to us on Twitter, you can find me at Harriet Minter and Kate. At Kate I Lever. If you've got friendship questions, also Kate does a brilliant column in the Metro every week where she answers your friendship queries. So ping them to her and you won't be like Amy crying out in the sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we go, we like to leave you with a bit of wisdom from the villa. This week focuses on how not to cheer up a woman whose potential love match has been escorted off the island for possibly masturbating in a hot tub. And it comes <laughs> <laughs> and it comes from Anton. Why? You are an idiot. What does that? Anna's not feeling her best today, right? Yeah. No, no. Just listen. Why the fuck did you go over and say like, oh, Molly makes my type to a T. That's what I want appearance-wise. But personality, you. That's shit. Do you know how? Do you know how she felt when you said that? You didn't think when you spoke. I couldn't mean it like that. Yeah, no, but you definitely you haven't spoke, you haven't thought when you said it. Like, that's such a bad way to put it across to her. Why would you say that? I thought a trap would well. You went over to her and said, just what you wanted to hear, Molly Mays my type to a T. On paper, like... It doesn't matter whether it was on paper, on laptop, on whatever, right? It doesn't matter. The point is, you shouldn't have went over to one went. Yeah, Molly she, May right. is my time. She's right. Next week, I will be back. I'll be answering all the key questions, such as how does anyone ever get out of those beanbags gracefully? And this is one, having just been on holiday this week, I am very concerned about. What is going to happen to Paul Mora's fair Irish skin in that sun? I can already see her going a bit pink and they're not allowed to fake tan. How is she going to manage that? Uh, if you worry about these things too, then you are the perfect person to leave us a review. Every time someone leaves a review or rates us, five stars please, then the podcast gods decide we can be bumped up the algorithm and it helps new listeners find us. So please help us grow this lovely little community and go give us a review. It will only take a minute. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.